This time on The Breakdown. Last week, the Super High Roller Bowl concluded. People won and lost millions of dollars. Actually, nobody lost millions of dollars. That's a lie. However, there were some very important pots in very important hands. <laughs> One of them featured Pratush Budiga and Jake Schindler. We're going to break it all down for you on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. All right, that was pretty great. I like that opening. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty into it. You just had to say, Wednesday, 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 Monster Trucks. No, it's not about Monster Trucks, dude. Oh, what? It's about poker. Oh, I stopped listening. I just heard the tone of voice. Oh, and you were it. like, Gravedigger's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a hand that just happened two days ago from when we are recording anyway. And although there were a lot of fascinating hands in the Aria Super High Roller Bowl, Specifically to me, this is the key hand of the entire event. This was the whole thing right here. All the ball of wax in one place. I think the only other place is, that is hands... ball of wax really that valuable that you need to use that as a reference? <laughs> the whole ball of wax. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so, somehow that seems to matter to people. I don't know why now that you say that. But Back in I think the old the, days, they would stamp their letters with it, close, yeah. close the envelope with their seal. A lot of value. It's yeah. like cinnamon. Your you name know? is worth a lot. Nutmeg. Back in the day, people died for nutmeg. But, I mean... Yeah, but anyway, um, but the, when they got heads up, when Schindler and uh, Vogelsen got heads up, there were actually a number of interesting pots that we may talk about as well. But this, to me, is the key pot, and there's some really interesting metagame implications and decisions that are not just about the play itself, which I think are really important to talk about and break down. And we're going to do it right now. I'm very yeah. excited. This hand was suggested by Jonathan Levy. Yes, if you have a suggestion, tweet it at us. Because I'm sure a lot of you will eventually suggest this hand, and you won't get credit because you didn't do it fast enough. That's right. Sorry. Yep. It's just life. This happened two days ago, and I've been wanting to do it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> so been dying to do it. We're doing it. And guess what? It's a podcast-only hand. So if you're one of those venerable podcast-only listeners, Ronnie. actually, that's not so venerable. Ronnie. Well, Ronnie, yeah. Um, it's more venerable to, to watch and listen, of course. But for the people who are like really into the podcast, guess what? It's a secret. It's just for you. It's just for you. No video. Yeah. yeah, exciting stuff. Enjoy. Right. So before we get to the hand, we got to talk a little bit about where we like to play poker online. That's nitrogen sports poker. That's correct. It's weird that it's sports poker, but it's nitrogen sports poker because well, it's the ES- nitrogen sports <laughs> poker room. Yeah, well, ESPN tries to frame poker as a sport, so we're going to go with it that way. Okay, Yeah. good, good. So yeah, it's great. It's a Bitcoin-only poker site, which may sound like a what do I do with that, but it's more like a what can you do with that, my friend. Nice. It's not a bug. It's a feature because you get lightning-fast withdrawals as well as deposits. Yeah. It's super great. And by the way, Bitcoin goes up all the time, so just buying some and holding, not so bad either. Yeah, and have it on nitrogen and play poker with it and yeah. play with the poker guys because we have sit-and-goes that we do, although that might not be happening that much in June because we're going to be oh. at the World Series of Poker. It's not going to happen at all, probably. Yeah, but you still want to play with us in the future, right? And yeah. that's how you're going to do it by using the link in the description of this podcast. That's the only way to access those sit-and-goes along with Poker Guys free rolls. In doodly deedly, yeah. Mr. Flanders. Yeah, and doodly deedly. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be doing a whole lot of play because we're going to be at the World Series, so we won't be on Twitch either during June pretty much at all. But we are going to have our weekly free rolls, still 100 millibit free rolls, every week on Sunday. So you can sign up for those if you use the link in the description of this podcast. You have to yeah. do that first. Um, there's also going to be some other cool cash game stuff. If you play enough hands at different levels, it unlocks other kinds of free rolls for you. As much as I think a 1.5 millibit, uh, sorry, 1.5 Bitcoin free roll perhaps wow. for, the, for the really big rollers. That's, that's like $4,000. Yeah, I think that's right though. We'll have to wow. like, go back and look. It's at least 500 millibit, but I think it actually is 1.5 for the real, you have to play one, two or bigger. So you have to really be playing pretty big Yeah. Um, for that site anyway. By the way, they also, they don't just do poker. They also have sports betting. They yeah. also have casino games. So, like, it's, it's your call. But yeah. we really like those guys. The software is great. Check it out. Go have fun. They're always coming up with new stuff. They're innovative. So yes. check them out. Like, they came up with the jelly and peanut butter sandwich. Oh, nice. You put the jelly on top. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a peanut butter sandwich with jelly. Yeah, anyway, make sure you use the link in the description of the podcast when you sign up, or else you are the garbage human. Yes, and you nobody wants that. that. Speaking of you are the garbage human... You know what you can have, Grant? You can have a T-shirt. Yes, you can. Oh, my gosh. We have T-shirts now. Yeah. Um, we're going to put the links in the description of the podcast okay. to the T-shirts because yeah. it's kind of going to be hard to just search them out on Amazon. But they are on Amazon. Yeah, there's three of them. Yeah. 
We oh, have maybe a, four. You, I think there's four. Are there? Well, there's the You Are the Garbage Human T-shirt. Yeah, I know that. There's Game Theory Disaster. Yep. And there's also the Aces plus Poker Guys equals money T-shirt. Yeah. Right. So your call, they're, what, 20 bucks each, I think? Something like that, yeah. Which is apparently the going rate for T-shirts on Amazon. I would buy one just to sleep in it, you know? <laughs> I would buy one just to frame it and look at it. Yeah. I wouldn't actually want to touch it with my grubby hands. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna put the links in the description probably. Hopefully we remember to do that. I mean, 50-50. Yeah. If not, you know, look on Twitter. It'll or, be somewhere. Or tweet at us and yeah. we'll tell you but, where to get them. But we're going to put them in the description. Yeah, we'll do, the, we'll but do yeah, our we'll best. Definitely check it out. They're fun. They're comfortable. They're so soft. Yeah. They're made from Corinthian leather. Oh, good. <laughs> Everybody wants a leather T-shirt. <laughs> Corinthian especially. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe not. All right, All right, so should we get it to the hand? Yeah, we're going to do something a bit different today. I think maybe for the first time ever, Jonathan will be reading the description of the hand. I think you're right. Yeah, it has never happened. Well, I'm the suggester. Grant did not see the hand, although you know pretty much what happened. I right? have a guess for most streets, but I haven't seen everything. Right. You know who wins the hand. I know, I know who that. wins the which hand, is, yeah. Which is too bad, but what are you going to do? All right, so let me set the stage a little bit here. So we're seven-handed at the 300K Aria Super High Roller Bowl. That's the buy-in. We are in the money. Everyone, the bubble has burst. Jason Kuhn was the bubble boy. There's seven players left. Pratush Budiga and Jake Schindler are the two big stacks. They have, uh, well, Pratush has 4.7 million in chips, and Schindler's got 4.1 million. Okay. So that's a lot. And just to give you a sense, everyone else is significantly less. That's over 100 blinds because the blinds are 20,000, 40,000. Okay. Um, the smallest stack is Leon Sukernik, who you may remember from some of our other Charlie Carroll hands that we've done. Just one. Two, actually. He's in two of them? No, he's not. He's no. just in one. He's actually at the table, but he's not actually yeah. playing in any of the others. He's there. a rich casino owner. He is. And um, he actually played okay in this event for the most part, but had a few Except big mistakes. Except for his bust-out hand. Bust-out hand is horrific. Yeah. We may talk about that at some point. But um, he is the short stack with 20 blinds. And then there's a number of almost – no one has more than 45 blinds besides our two chip leaders. And there's a bunch of guys between 40 and 45. And the next month – it goes from 600K. The next one is a million. Then it goes to 1.4, 1.8, 2.4. Then we get to the big money, 3.6, and $6 million for first place. So one thing that as a big stack you generally aren't going to want to do is play a huge pot against another big stack. Unless for the you most have part. the nuts. Usually, usually you're not going to play a, monster, st- a yeah. monster pot. However, these guys are the elite of the elite. Yeah. So they may do things a little weirder or surprising than, than others, right? Yeah. So anyway, so let's get to the hand itself, shall we? Yeah, I would love it if you would just spit well, it out, Levy. It's going to take a second. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, well, gotta well, call it for, up. Here. You know, it's your first time. You know, you, now you realize we go. what I go through. Yeah, it's really tough. Okay, so Christoph Vogelsang, who actually ends up winning the event. Yeah. But who cares? Right? Good for him, but who cares? <laughs> he opens for 90,000 in middle position. So you're saying he's the garbage human? He's the garbage human, the guy who won $6 million yeah. yesterday. Garbage human. And Jake Schindler called on the button with two eights the eight of diamonds and the eight of clubs. All right. Pratish Budiga who is the chip leader in the whole tournament, of course, has aces in the big blinds, got the ace of spades and the ace of diamonds, and he decides to three-bet. That seems reasonable. Can't, can't fault that, right? I think we don't need to break down that decision. So far, so good. He makes it 400000 Okay. That's a relatively big It is three-bet. relatively big. He's going to be out of position against two players, and I, I think he assumes he's probably often getting called by somebody. He right? did make it 10 blinds. I know. That's a big three-bet. I know. After a two-point-something open, yeah. two-and-a-quarter two open. But there's two players in there, too. I mean, if yeah. there's only one player, how much are you making it? I don't. I mean, if the, I might flat aces out of the big blind if there's only one player, especially if they're a late position opener. Okay, but let's pretend you decided to uh, re-raise. How much if they make raise? it? If they made it 90k, yeah, I'd probably make it something like 240, 250. Yeah, I was thinking like 250, 260, something like that. Yeah. So then you add another player. I guess 350 would be about where we'd make it. Then, yeah. Right. Something like that. But it's not. So 400 isn't that much more. Right. And the other thing is because Schindler. Is the one other guy with huge amount of chips, which is a it's a real problem for Budiki to to like lose a huge pot to Schindler, making it a little bit bigger. Also, when you have aces, it's not so bad anyway, right? Like making the pot big. If if he calls, great. If he doesn't, it's not so bad. I mean, it certainly it narrows down your opponent's ranges if they call. It does. Yeah, it, it narrows them down, and um, you know, it also it just makes your decisions a little bit easier with the stack to pot ratio stuff if you make it bigger now, right? Yeah. So anyway, he decides to make it 400k. Uh, Vogel saying immediately folds. I think as he does, he actually declares garbage human and uses his two thumbs to point at himself. Oh, good. Yeah. So he's a big fan. I'm just like to say, we never get this kind of color from you. 
Like when you're giving the hand description, you're just giving us the nuts and bolts. I'm talking about the where the thumbs are. <laughs> Why are you trying to turn this into a thing? <laughs> I don't know. A competition. <laughs> you're right. Do you want to describe the hand every time? You're welcome I to. Don't. You can be the guy. <laughs> I'm good. That's your job now. Congratulations. <laughs> you earned it by <laughs> saying that you do a better job. <laughs> I didn't say I'm that. agreeing with you. You really are doing a wonderful job. And I... <laughs> people who do the better job should have the job. Do you agree? All I said was, "Do you agree with we that?" We never get statement? this kind of call from you. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Moving on. So, okay, so here comes the flop. Okay, we got the two chip leaders. You're gonna need to know the pot size. Oh yeah, it's true. Well, we're gonna have to do the math ourselves on this, but we can do it. Um, so there's 890k plus the blinds. Um, well, the big blinds already in there, so it's 910 plus the big blind. 950,000 is the okay. pot size. Okay, we go to the flop. So already, by the way, the pot's kind of big. It's bigger than Shukranik's stack. Right. Like Jake yeah. Schindler's sitting there with his what was four point one million anyway, and now uh, three point seven million. And you know, he's got three point seven times the pot. Like it's kind of yeah. crazy how quickly that goes, you know. The flop comes out, it's the Queen of Hearts, the Eight of Hearts, and the Seven of Clubs. What is uh what does Jake Schindler have? He has two eights. Oh. So but it's a good flop for him. He flopped the second nuts. Budiga does have the pocket aces. That's a bad flop for him. So this is kind of a bad spot for Pudiga now, and it, it doesn't look that scary in my mind. Well, I mean, obviously, sevens are, and eights are solidly in Schindler's range, no but question. those are the only two hands you're really worried about, except for maybe seven, eight suited. Sounds about right. I mean, the, I guess a question we could ask ourselves is, does Schindler ever have queens? Maybe once, once, once in a while, but almost never, right? Almost never, especially when Vogelsang is shorter than him. Right. He's willing to three-bet get it in with Vogelsang. I agree. When he's, a, opens. he's usually going to do that. Yeah. Right? Once in a while, he might be trapping with queens on the button and then just be calling. But it's super rare. I agree. I think he'd rather knock out the other big stack from the hand with queens when right. he has an opportunity to get all Vogelsang's chips. Not a bad point. Not so, bad yeah, point. I think queens is not a concern for Bodiga for the I most mean, part. If, if he has it, he's almost we could give him like a quarter of a combo of it or something right. like that, right? Yeah, okay. But I agree. Sevens and eights fully in his range, as we see. Yeah. Seven, eight suited is possible, too. He I don't might, know for he sure. might fold that. I don't know for sure when it's 400K if he's yeah. going to call. Um, but sevens and eights, he sort of is forced to call, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Pratish Pudiga. Is it a rainbow board? Good question. The answer is no. Two hearts. All Queen right. of hearts, eight of hearts, seven of clubs. Pudiga has the ace of diamonds and the ace of spades. All right. So, that's, that does matter. Yes. Obviously. Okay. So, Pratish Pudiga makes an interesting decision here. Which is? Checks. Okay. That is interesting. I find that pretty interesting. What Especially considering that? how big he made it preflop. Yeah. So what is the value in this? Well, let's talk about it. So you have to think if, if our opponent has us beat, we're probably going to get it all in anyway, right? Like at this point, like... With we, a 3.7 SPR, you mean? Yeah, we've got aces. The board is not particularly scary. Like if he somehow has a set of eights, it's going to be hard not to, not to... Now we can argue about this later, but right now from this point of view, like maybe you just think like if, if he's got a queen and he ends up getting there, he's going to get there anyway. He's never going to fold top pair, at least not... Until we get to the river, probably anyway, right? Well, we're not planning on getting it in on the flop, obviously, because no. we're dead against that range. Oh, I don't mean that. Yeah, I don't mean that. I'm just saying, like, anything we when we bet here, we figure Schindler's going to fold a huge, huge percentage of his hands, right? He's not going to fold a queen if he has a queen. Yeah, which he doesn't have that often, though. Maybe he can have king queen suited exactly. Uh, maybe can he? I guess he can have ace queen suited once in a while. He can but have, it's the queen yeah. of hearts, so there's only one ace queen suited left in the deck. He can have queen jack suited. Why not? He can. I don't know if he's calling the 400K. He may just decide not to get into it in that spot. Right, but you were kind of on board with him calling 7-8 suited. I was, we were saying he might fold. He might. So if he might fold that, he also might fold queen-jack. I mean, I know they're different, but they're not wildly different. Queen-jack I mean, is significantly better. I mean, it's better. Yeah. It's better. You're beating tens when you hit. I think queen-jack suited is in the calling range. Okay. All right. I mean, if, if he has a queen, we're probably going to get at least one, if not two streets of value from him, right? And maybe even more. Um, if Do we he has expect like, him to check back a queen sometimes, though? He might check back a queen. That's a good point. But still, we'll get our two streets of value later on. In the, Is this right. potentially a deception based on preflop sizing? So mm. when Pratush makes it 400K, obviously he's not your normal player. But a lot of the time when the sizing is significantly larger than you might expect, it feels ace-kingy or jacksy. Yeah. You know, like that type of thing. And maybe he's trying to rep ace-king. 
Something like that. I mean, I would think if I was Schindler, after Pertus checks, Pertus, excuse me, checks, he's got ace, king, jacks, or tens most of the time. Yeah. And once in a while, I guess he can have a set of queens, but most I'd expect him to continue with the set of queens. Right. Because he's Pertus, and he's, he understands, like, let's build a freaking pot and against you're the to, other guy. I mean, you expect him to continue with aces as well, obviously. I do. Yeah. I do. So it's an interesting decision, but I, I think it now looks like he might just fold, right? He might be check folding, like with his ace, king, or even jacks. Like, jacks can only stand so much heat. Probably. I don't know if you can check fold jacks in this spot it's maybe it's, not on the flop yeah but on the turn you know like yeah. if if we see continued aggression we might have to fold so it, it seems like Pertusha's whole gig here is trying to underrep his hand in a way that schindler thinks maybe he can pull off a multi-street bluff right yeah i think that's part of what's going on which is an interesting way to do it maybe okay so i think i'm starting to understand it a little bit more when we were talking about the hands that Pertusha's worried about it's really only sevens and eights right yeah like so it's rare that Schindler is a queen. We know that. I mean, he could have queen-jack suited. He could have king-queen suited. And he has the one combo of ace-queen suited. That's it. So that's not a ton of hands. Right. Right? So that means we're not expecting to get a ton of value from top pair by betting because he doesn't show up with it very often. Yeah. If he has this beat, a bet's going in anyway. Right. Right? So who cares? Um, the rest of his hands, I mean, he really doesn't have much on this board. He can have gut shots, I guess. If he can have queen-jack suited, he could probably have jack-10 suited. Maybe. Maybe, Which yeah. he's probably going to fold to a bet, but might take a shot at. Yeah. So that's a value of checking there. Mm-hmm. Um, his other pocket pairs, he might take a shot as a, turning it into a bluff type of thing. Or even just trying to protect against ace-king, like blowing him off the hand later. You right. Not even bluffing. Like if you have pocket like, fives, you might bet here yeah. with Pertouche checks because you're like, okay, I got to get him off of his ace-king. Also, it's probably not going to work now if he has jacks or tens, but I can win the pot later. Yeah. I yeah. can try to win the pot if I want to later. It's up yeah. to me. Like so. I, because Schindler has so little value on this board, I think that's why Pertouche decides to check. Yeah, I let, think it's let, reasonable. Let him turn his hand into a bluff in some way. Let's let him bluff. If it goes check, check, that's fine. We probably weren't going to get three streets anyway out of this guy. Yeah. So I like this check. I think it's pretty great. It's interesting. It's reasonable to bet, of course, because we don't block anything. Yeah, it's, cer- queen. it's certainly beyond the pale of, of normal. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not a normal thing to do, especially when you size it so big pre I mean, I think if the if the cards were much lower, if it was like no Broadway cards on this board, um, we might see Pertouche betting here. Oh, for sure, because Schindler has a lot of pocket pairs that are over pairs. Then right, exactly. Yeah. Um, he has tens and things like that solidly in his range, which yeah. you which you're just going to get two streets from, right. maybe three. Yeah, depending. but you might not even get one street on this board. Right. Yeah. Like he may just be like, you know what? Like I don't want to get involved here. Like right. am I really am I really going to just put in another half a million right now? I've got this. I'm in this great spot as Schindler. Yeah. Like I'm what, clearly in second place. There's so much money to be playing for. Why am I going to pick this guy to play against? By the way, Pertouche is really really good. It isn't just that he's has all the chips. Right. Right. So like. Do I need to play against this really good player? I'm really good too, as Jake Schindler, and I am in position. But like, why do I want to do this? You know, so he could very reasonably fold even his really good hands, like yeah. tens. So I think this is probably a pretty good check, especially because we specifically block most of the ace queens, right? So anyway, so Produce decides to check. Schindler, of course, with a set of eights, yeah, decides. I don't think that's going to hold up, brah, and right. decides to bet. Right, and that makes sense from the perspective that we were talking about in Pertusha's mind, because if Schindler's going to sometimes turn fives or something into a bluff, he should bet his sets as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, Pertusha rarely is going to be check-folding, right? He's often going to be check-calling at least once with his ace-kings or his jacks yeah. or anything. So we should probably want to try and get value before the scary cards come, be it a heart or an ace or something that may just terrify Any straight more. card? Yeah, there's just so many bad cards in theory, yeah. right? So, yeah, this is... This is still a time, especially if we size it well as Schindler, we can probably get some value. So, yeah. So Schindler sizes it, I think, specifically to get called by Jackson Ace King. He bets 400000 Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, it, that might also just be uh, this stage in the tournament type of sizing. Yeah. Like, your chips are so valuable, nobody's really betting that big. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although Pertouche made it a really big yeah, three bet. But, yeah, Schindler doesn't feel any need to bet more than that. And I, I like that a lot. I think this is a good size. He could even bet, like, 350 or 300. Yeah. 400 is fine. But, of course, Schindler, I think, is already thinking, like, how can I get it in if the board runs out well? Like, yeah, I want to size this so I can get it in if the board runs of out Of course. Well. Right? So 400K is pretty good for that, right? Because he, he started... At the flop, he had 3.7 left. You know, If he bets and gets called, there's going to be 17.50 in there. It's going to be easy to get it in by the river. Is there any argument for checking here? I mean, there's always an argument, but when we're the two deep stacks, don't we want to do our best to double up? Yeah. Don't we want to give ourselves every opportunity to double up? And if we check now, we're going to have to raise later to get it in. And that's, that's now we have less bluffs, right? 
and it looks strong to check now and raise later. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's definitely better to bet, but I just wanted to explore it because no. we kind of blew by that. And uh, good. The only thing in my mind that really is a good reason to put, to check is Pertush might just fold Ace King if we bet. That is true. Like, but then we have to hope an ace or a king comes, essentially, which yeah. is really not a good enough reason. I agree. And there, there's not a lot of outs for that anyway. Yeah. It just seems... Also, you know, Pertouche could be doing the thing where he's got the flush draw, like the nut flush draw. Oh, he's going to check raise? He's going to check raise, and that's fine with us with our set of eights. I mean, yeah. it sort of sucks because we're going to play a monster pot, but we're going to have the most equity, and we just have to suck it up and do that, right? We're going to yeah. get in with like 72% equity and like for all for like the, essentially for the tournament, right? I don't I mean, know. Pertouche might check call the nut flush draw. Yeah, that would be the spot. That would be highly deceptive, and it would mitigate variance. Yeah, actually, Pertouche really may do that because like, does he really want, he does like he doesn't want to get snapped either. Yeah. Like, like, it's okay to lose a, a still a relatively smallish pot, which this still is. Not to Shukernik, but to these guys. They can still afford to lose this pot. They right. just both have monster hands, as it turns out. I think, actually, it was it's if you're going to check the nut flush draw as Pertouche, which would be an interesting play, Yeah, I think calling is really the best option for sure if Schindler bets. Because it's a little too obvious to it's raise. It's too obvious to raise. Yeah. It's like a set or a flush draw yeah. pretty much every time. Yeah. And it's definitely deceptive. Like, you're going to get paid more when the heart comes either way. He's just going to continue with the nut flush draw anyway, isn't he? Because like, if, if Schindler raises, Pertush can decide then to re-raise and, and commit. You know, he can do whatever he wants, but like, he's almost always going to continue. You with would the nut think, flush but he, you would think he would do that with aces too, where you block really, nothing. You're right. You're right. So, I really, I really found that a surprising and kind of great check. I thought it was a pretty great check. I actually him. think check check calling the nut flush draw here would be super interesting. Yeah, I think it would. It would definitely be interesting. Yeah, cannot disagree with that. Okay, but that's not what happens because he doesn't have that. Right. So, of course, he calls with his aces. Yeah. As he's just forced to. Yeah, right? raising is not really an option here. I mean, what well, are we hoping to have happen if we raise? Schindler to not believe us? Put yeah. us on the nut flush draw and go with the queen or something? Schindler to have 9-10 suited and be like, forget it, man. What, you're, what, is you, what do you really have here? You're just going to have to fold everything. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, come on. It seems unlikely. By the way, Schindler can have 9-10 suited if he can have... Yeah, queen jack suited. He can have right. nine ten suited at least sometimes, and now he's got now he's open ended. And if he can have seven eight suited, he can have five six suited. Yeah. By the way, this is one of the problems with deciding to check rather than bet is Schindler can have a wide variety of hands, and some of those draws are often going to come in, and we're yeah. just not going to know where we are so so often. Yeah, we definitely lose the ability to read him as precisely as we could have had we bet. The other side of it is though, we do keep all of the bluffs alive if yeah. we're planning on taking this kind of a line, and I think Pertush is immediately going to pot control. Here, yeah, which is not crazy in in this spot that we're in. Right, it's like I have a good hand, but I didn't flop a set, and the stacks are so much bigger between me and my opponent than anybody else in this super high leverage moment. I yeah. just don't want to go nuts here. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to have to get raised and yeah. make a terrible decision either way. Let's like keep all that. Let him bluff. You don't want to pull a rank in Meyer, end up folding aces incorrectly. Oh gosh. Yeah, everyone will make fun of you forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Okay, so. That is the flop. Now, the, there's 1.75 million in the pot. All right. Schindler has uh, 3.4 million. Sorry, 3.3 million in front of him. He's the effective stack. So we're getting real. Yeah. Two to one stack to pot ratio. The turn is a great card for Schindler. The three of spades. Nice. A Brickatola, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So Pertouche continues his line and checks it, it would be very strange to bet now it would seemingly it wouldn't make any sense to bet now right i like, mean you could try to charge all of the semi bluffs i guess yeah, you could That's, charge the hearts yeah the hearts and the and the gut shots and the open enders you could do that but i mean what do you do if you get raised if we yeah. bet and get raised are we gonna fold? yeah then it's a horrible spot i think we have to fold don't yeah we? so i think checking is definitely the right play once yeah. we've taken this line so far agreed yeah well, Schindler still has his set of eights here. He's still got the second nuts. Yeah. Nothing, no, none of the draws came in at all, so there's nothing for him to be afraid of. He's losing. He's beating everything, excuse me, except for pocket queens, which it seems unlikely Pertouche would have. And as Schindler, you probably feel like, if he's got it, he's got it. Like, I'm never folding a set of eights. What a horrible here, right? spot for it to be he's got it, though. Right. I mean, like, if, if Pertouche check raises all in, you're just going to have to call, right? I mean, it sucks, and you're just going to have to call. You I, can't fold yeah, the set. Yeah. You just can't, it's right? It's the second nuts. You just can't do it. So, anyway, that doesn't happen. Schindler bets 750000 What was the pot? 1.75? Yeah. Okay. So, he's betting pretty small. I think he's trying to get called by Jack still. Yeah. You know, like, he didn't bet a million. He's, not, he's betting less than half the pot. Again, this goes to what you're saying, though, where the, the stacks are 
bigger compared to everyone else's and the pot is so so big already like yeah. you don't have to bet a crazy amount this this bet has real power anyway yeah for sure bodega now has a decision right yeah like ugh, what do we do now like can we ever fold here i don't think it's possible i don't think he can fold yet right um i think there are still bluffs in schindler's range because if he was deciding to bet oh lesser hand than jacks or tens with the intention of sometimes folding out ace-king right away and sometimes having a multi-street jacks or tens fold-out plan because he can't reasonably expect Pertus just to fold jacks once he checks the flop, right? Um, no. Right, so Schindler would ha- would certainly be aware of that, and he's got to go uh, go two streets with that for sure. Also, let's say Schindler had a queen. He very well might bet again with a queen. A queen, I feel like, is more of a check back. I think we're getting a bit more polarized already. We're starting to, but you know, there, it is a pretty wet board. I was questioning if he would even bet a queen on the flop. He might. That I agree. That's a little, especially queen jack. Yeah, like a bad queen, a badish queen. Yeah, I don't think he's betting a queen again. I think he's checking for pot control with a queen. I'm not totally sure. If it, I mean, to me, it really looks like we're ahead with a queen. I would, feels, I would think I was ahead. Yeah, you would. You could also be like sort of like, well, I'm bet folding. Obviously, if he raises, I'm never calling. But I'm going to bet and plan on checking back most rivers. You know, I think I prefer to get my value on the river with top pair in this spot. I would just be worried about, you know, there's so many bad cards that can come where it's hard to get value on the river. Of course, it may be impossible to get value on the turn, even from Jax, which would be a problem. Yeah. For sure. Like, Jax may be like, all right, all right, yeah. I, I can't, I cannot put out I mean, another if 20 has, blinds If Pertusha has Jax here, I think he just has to give it up at this point. I agree. Yeah. When Schindler takes a second, fires a second right. bullet. In this spot, specifically, you're like, he might be bluffing, and I just have to be, I just have to be okay with getting bluffed right here. Right. But I per, still have almost But is so wildly underrepped that he can't fold yet because Schindler does still have bluffs, but it's, I think we're starting to get to the point where it's possible Schindler's value is all beating us. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it's it's at least possible. It's hard. This is this is a real question. We got to knock out at least some queen combos from yeah, yeah, this yeah. continuing. I mean, the ace queen, the, the the lone ace queen. It's not crazy for the lone ace queen to be betting here. I don't think there might be more. It might be more than the lone ace queen. He might have ace queen off. Oh, okay, fair enough. If he has if he has ace queen off, fair enough. I mean, then that's like what's ace queen off losing to? It's losing to aces and kings, which plays it really, really weird that you wouldn't expect, right? Yeah. I mean, you, I would always, I would certainly believe I was winning with ace queen if he when he checks flop calls and checks turn. Yeah. So I, well, I, I don't think it's terrible the pot control here. I think it's not unreasonable to bet with with the intention of often not betting the river. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So we don't have, so we don't have to play a monstrous pot, but also we get to set the price. You know, we get to charge if he's got the nut flush draw or something. We get to charge whatever draws. I mean, we he has. think we get to set the price. That assumes that Pertouche doesn't lead the river. Okay, that's true. That's true. But if you know he leads the river, we'll have a decision and fine. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, we'll have to figure it out. We're Jake Schindler. We're okay at that. Yeah, he's, we've got a list. Right. What? What do you mean? Oh, right. <laughs> Schindler's list. I get it now. Anyway, it's a sad, so sad so Pertouche calls. So just to remind everyone, Pertouche has aces. Schindler's. Got eights. The board is eight, seven, queen, three with two hearts. Schindler's got the second nut still. Producer's got the overpair. There is now 3.25 million chips in the pot. Everybody else at the table can't believe this is happening. This by is, and, and Schindler's got two and a half million. Yeah. He's the effective stack. Pertouche has got something like 3.4 million. Everybody at the table. 3.2 million. Think about how you would feel. You'd be like, how is this happening? Yeah, I mean, it's almost too bad that Sukernik is the the short stack because he's the guy who cares the least about the money, you know? Like, I'd almost rather have it be like one of the other dudes. That, by the way, is something we might need to keep an eye on as we do our analysis here. The... The impact of the situation, like how crazy it is that not only the money jumps are so big, but these guys are the two chip leaders. Oh, like, yeah. I think that narrows ranges. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about in a yeah. moment. This this is exactly the thing, because I think in a vacuum, this river plays out very standard. But this is not a standard situation. The question is, how much do we have to adjust? So right. let us let me quickly tell you guys what happens on the river, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. So 3.2 in the pot. 3.2 in the pot. Schindler has got his $2.5 million left. Um it's another three. It's the three of clubs. So Schindler fills up. It's as blankety-blank as it's going to get. Yeah. It's a brutal run out for Brudiga. He's got no chance. It isn't like, oh, hearts came in. The straight came in. Nothing came now in. Now he's beating 7-8 suited. He is now beating 7-8 suited, right. Yeah. He checks. Schindler goes all in for his $2.5 million. Not seems, surprisingly. Seems like what was going to happen. Yeah. Schindler's been setting this up the whole way. Um, Budiga's sitting there now with aces on this relatively tame board. And so what he ends up, he takes his, I think, at least one time extension. Yep. Uh, and then decides to call. All right. So I don't think Schindler has ace-queen anymore. 
That is, that is one of the questions we have to ask ourselves is, is any of Schindler's value losing to aces? That's question number one. Yeah. Would he check back ace-queen? So I guess we have to, because ace-queen is clearly the next hand that he could have. He usually doesn't have kings here. Seems very unlikely for him to have kings. Because of the whole Vogelsang situation pre-flop. We, or, and even if Budega three-bet, it's possible he would four-bet with kings now yeah. anyway, right? He might just be like, let's go, buddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, one again, once in a while. If he can have queens once in a while, I guess he can have kings once in a while. But it's incredibly unlikely that he's going to show up with kings here. Okay, so I think if Schindler has value that Budiga can beat, it is two kings. Okay. Well, I mean, ace-queen and two kings are almost the same hand, right? Except we're not losing to two kings, I right. guess. But we, we just would we ever think Budiga is going to be checking an overpair from the flop on? It's such a strange line. Such an unusual line and spot for him to take. Yeah, the thing is, Badiga, Badiga's never calling with jacks here, right? That's just not happening. I would not expect him to call with jacks. I guess that's and that's the reason why we just check back, right? Yeah. Like, just in case, like, yeah. And also, like, man, this pot is huge, and I do not want to go bust now, just in case somehow you're trapping me, buddy. Like, right? Badiga never has king queen suited. Seems incredibly hard for him. And to he's not going to call with jacks, right? So I don't think Schindler's betting ace queen. Right. I mean, Budiga, I guess, maybe, maybe could have another ace-king, ace-queen himself, and then, it's, and then I don't know what he's going to do, but are we trying to bluff him off yeah. the chop? I mean, that seems like a bad plan. Whereas if Schindler had kings, Budiga could have ace-queen. Um, right, because at least you can beat at the ace-queen, yeah. and that makes sense. Although, again, you wouldn't expect ace-queen to take this line. No, you but wouldn't. You wouldn't expect any of these, any of the hands that, you know, are, we, when we have a queen, that, that are beating us to take this line. You I know? assume this is one of many unexpected lines that occurred in this tournament, though. These guys are at a different level. Well, the weird thing is, actually, people were not taking really weird lines, for the most part. Really? Yeah, having watched a lot of it, they mostly played really straightforward and tight. Actually, Vanessa Selps and Alan Cunningham tweeted about how badly they thought everyone was playing, especially on the bubble. Alan, Alan Cunningham he came out wrote of the- a profanity-laced tweet about how poorly everyone was playing on the bubble and how chicken blank everyone was playing. Alan Cunningham? Alan Cunningham! That sweetheart? Yeah, he's a, he's a really nice guy. Like, really, <laughs> really nice guy. I've met this guy more than once. Super friendly, super nice. Vanessa Selps also tweeted about like how sort of embarrassing everyone's bubble play was huh. and, and how, how scared everyone was playing. And he, She's like, check, check, flop. Check, bet, call, call, check, check, boring, boring, bad, bad, something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, wow. Vanessa's like, I would have destroyed everyone. You know, that's basically <laughs> what she's implying, right? I would just actually be playing poker and not just playing, like, make the best hand, which... I believe her. Yeah, no, me too. So, but, so that is mostly what was going on. So there weren't these crazy lines. There, there weren't these strange lines being taken, and there weren't huge bluffs necessarily being done. I well, will say Well, it might that. be different now because we're in the money. We are in the money, and it does change it. It does change it, for that sure. That said, these are the two big stacks who can very reasonably expect if they just play relatively straightforward and chill, they're likely to ladder up significantly, like millions of yeah. dollars worth of laddering up. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, we've, they've, they've locked up 600K, but there's no reason not to think two more. Like, Sukernik is going to bust so often with his 20 blinds. That guy he's is no, the worst. He's no good. Yeah, so, like, that's, that's $400,000 worth of move up without really doing anything. So, like, do you really want to? So the question then becomes, ultimately, from Pertusha's point of view, does Schindler have any bluffs? Because let's, let's, let's say you're right, and there's sort of no value you can beat here. Okay. Does Schindler have any bluffs? I think... If he does their combo draws, I think those are his most likely hands that he would continue the turn with. Hmm. I think he might give up with two fives or something by the river. Yeah, because maybe you're up against a flush draw at least once in a while. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. Like any pair, I think he's going to check back. Right. Any one pair of hands, basically, except maybe kings. Yep. And we don't think he's going to have kings very often. No. So, Okay. So combo draws, I wonder if he can just also have, and this is something I mentioned at the beginning, Pertush does not have the ace of hearts in his hand. So from Pertush's point of view, you don't block the nut flush draw. I wonder if that is in his head a little bit. Like, that's something maybe Jake can have, because if we had the ace of hearts, it makes it much, it really changes the whole equation in terms of yeah, I what's guess, out there. Yeah, you know? so his bluffs could be combo draws and the nut flush draw. He can have like ace 10 of hearts plus. Right. So that's just, it's basically just ace-10 and ace-jack of hearts. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think so. And then he's got maybe jack-10 of hearts, 9-10 of hearts, maybe jack-9 of hearts. Okay. And potentially 5-6 of hearts? Sure. Let's say it. I don't know, yeah. if, I don't know if it's fair or not. To so say I think those are the most likely bluffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
is it possible Schindler can ever have air here? Just like air that he doesn't give up on. Just like Jack-10 offsuit? Or Jack-10 suited, not hearts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. King Jack suited. I don't know. I think, actually, Jack-10 is a really bad candidate for this because he blocks all of Pertusha's potential folds. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great... Except Ace-King. But yeah. you figure he's going to fold on the turn anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. So... So we can agree that at least in a normal situation, right? Like, let's say they weren't playing for this. This was a normal tournament situation. It's day one of some event. These were the stacks. These were the effective stacks. Pertusha pretty much has an easy call here, right? Right. I mean, I think the number one thing that goes through Pertusha's head as this runs out is, I hate my life. That's mm-hmm. that's the number one thing. But the number two thing is, I intentionally severely underwrapped my hand. Right. And... Because I did that, I put myself in a tough spot, but I have to use that to my advantage because that was the plan all along. I mean, it would sort of be this is it goes back to the Rankemeyer thing, right? Where yeah. like he didn't three bet, he just checked call with his aces, then he just check folds and like on the turn. He underrepped his hand, he was ahead, and Scott never in a million years thought Rankemeyer could be that strong and never would have made a play at him if, if right. You know. So yeah, as Pertouche, we've 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 engineered this situation. Now it turns out Schindler's got eights anyway, so whatever, it was going to be bad, right? Yes. But, like, we've engineered this situation where all the bluffs at least could still exist. Well, that's, I think that's the next question. Right. We, we're, we named what the bluffs might be, which I think is, those are accurate. Yeah, 9-10 suited, by the way, is another possible bluff. Yeah. Right. But anyway, go on. I think he might check back that on the turn. I'm thinking he's <laughs> continuing on the turn with his hands that have more equity in general. Maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, it, because it doesn't have any showdown value, it's possible he does block tens. Okay, even great. if that's, go on. even if that's possible, that's not the greater point that I'm trying to get to here. Cool. Is, like based on this incredibly tense situation, right? Does he actually have bluffs? This is the actual question, and the whole reason why I wanted to do this hand is to have this discussion right yeah. now. So, so let me let's take a moment on that on that question. I want to put a pin in that for a second and, and reflect back on a hand we did like a year and a half ago. Okay, okay, and it, it totally relates to this. We did a hand. Podcast and then eventually a video too of Dan Coleman playing the Aria Super High Roller Cash game against Scott Seaver. Yeah. Where Coleman five bet aces. Seaver called with two nines, and the flop was King Nine X. Coleman bet. Seaver called. Coleman check called the turn. And on the river, Coleman checked and Seaver went on for like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And Coleman ultimately folded, right? Yeah. Correctly. And Coleman was uh talking to Joe Ingram on and he did an interview with him, I don't know, four months later or something. And was saying, people are saying, oh, you know, Scott's such a good player. You can have bluffs there. You can't fold. You're exploitable. And Cole was sort of laughing at that and saying, these people are crazy. And that Seaver was up like a, a half a million dollars in the game. He was never in a million years going to lose his mind against Coleman's five betting range for no reason. Go all in. Put all that profit at risk. This, he said, this game is way bigger than Scott normally plays or any of them play, really. Of course. Like, there's no chance Scott was going to do that without value like scott is not just going to lose his mind there and he was sort of laughing at the past that people would think that scott would somehow be balanced he's like he absolutely is not balanced there. right and i think that's a great thing to bring up because yeah. we see it in the youtube comments all the time there's right a lot of armchair quarterbacks out there who like to espouse the the good players are always balanced and you guys have to take that into account no they're not Right. I mean, th- there's situations where they're not for sure, and this is definitely one of those situations, at least potentially. This is one of the sort of, not that we actually do this, but like when we disagree with Doug Polk, when our videos are different, it's usually because Doug Polk is advocating like perfect balance spots and like how you can't fold certain things, and we're yeah. saying the guy is never bluffing there, so you always have to fold. Yeah, like uh, the best example of that being the Opes Druan hand, exactly. where Opes makes sevens fall on the river and Ruan moves in, and in that spot, Ruan is just never, ever bluffing, and his value is all beating Opst. Correct. And even though Opst is getting a great price, he ends up folding, and we thought that was a great fold. And Polk's analysis of it was more like, well, you got to call a sum of your sevens full. Right. Like, not all of them, but sometimes you have to do it just for the sake of balance. Right. And I think you're losing 99.99% of the time, if not 100. So our analysis remains that we think right. the fold is good. To Michael Ruan in that spot, we're yeah. saying. right? We're saying you have to take the spot organically. So here we are in this organic spot. Right, there's seven left in the super high roller bowl. The two big stacks are going at it, and Schindler's just moved in. Does Schindler actually have bluffs? I don't know what the answer is. By the way, he has more bluffs than Michael Ruan had in that spot. Correct. I will say that Ruan had zero bluffs. Yeah, it's hard to really know if Schindler's going to have bluffs. Right. By the way, Nick Schulman doing the doing the thing. Now he could see the cards, but he was saying. Um, he felt like Schindler had zero bluffs. He thought Schindler was always full there because it's big stack versus big stack. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. 
Did Nick Schulman think that Schindler's value was all beating aces? Yes. Okay. He did. He thought it was just full houses. He thought it was like eights full and sevens full, and that's it. <laughs> now, again, he can see the cards, yeah. so it's, it's easy to say that. But, but he is a very, he's a very smart guy and of good course player. He, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and he's not just going to say that because he can see the cards. He's not like an armchair quarterback the way yeah. like, people accuse us of being sometimes. Right. Like, he is, does his very, very best to be unbiased, and I think he mostly does a good job. But this is a particular situation that kind of never comes up. Like these guys are playing in some these may be the biggest spot of both of these two guys' lives up to that point. Schindler yeah. got bigger because Schindler finished second in the right. event. But at that point, it may be the biggest hand either of them ever played. Yep. So I don't know. In the biggest hand Schindler's ever played in his life, does he have bluffs on the river? I don't know. And if so, how many? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we named all of those combos. Right. Right. So we, let's do a little combos here. Let's do it. Okay, so ace ten ace jack of hearts. Yeah. Uh Nine, ten of hearts, jack, ten of hearts, jack, nine of hearts. That's five. Five, six of hearts. That's six. And then are we going to give him the other three, ten, nine suiteds? Let's give him one of them. Make it seven. Seven combos? Yeah. Okay, how many of them can we reasonably expect him to follow through the bluff with? Great question. Um, certainly not all. Let's, let's remove the moment for a second. Okay, good. It, it's just in a normal spot. How, how many of those combos do you think he's bluffing with? I would say pretty much all of them. You think so? Maybe not the ace jack and the ace ten. Everything else, I would. I mean, ace jack and ace ten really shouldn't be able to win in showdown. No, right? they shouldn't. Um, I would think it's a great spot where it looks like your opponent has jacks. You just ship the river and be like, I don't know how you like. I guess you can call if you want, but like. All right. So in a normal spot, then yeah. Patouche is supposed to call because he has the right odds against the six combos of pocket sevens and pocket eights. This is if Jake Schindler never checks back the turn with those hands, though, and I don't know if he. Always, always bets the turn right. with those hands. You know, okay, so but draws. he's still going to be getting the right price probably. Yeah, he because is. Schindler, we could knock his combos down to maybe three and a half, That's and enough. still we have the right price. Yes, it's still enough. Right. So then we have to take into account a few more factors. Let's yes, add on do. top the real life factors here, yeah. such as. We are the two big stacks. Right. So that's factor number one. How many combos does that remove? You know, like factor number two, it's a 300K buy-in. How yep. many combos does that remove? Everyone was playing pretty tight and careful. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. Um, let's say, I think in the end, Schindler's going to either have his normal amount of bluffs or no bluffs. I doubt he would have just like, like cut it down to just a few. My guess it's sort of like he's just playing the hand the way he plays the hand anyway and doesn't care about the moment, or he's going to be just like a no bluff. All right, guy. so I guess there's no point in doing the math on other amounts of bluffs. I mean, I'm just, that's my speculation. Yeah, I don't know you, that I'm you, right. might be, you might be right there. I would think he's either just like, well, no, this is what I do here, or okay, forget it. I just don't have, I don't have it in me to make this play let's here. A, He's going to call. I'm not, I don't want, let's I don't need to do this. assume for a second that it's dimensional, okay? Okay. And say that there are different amounts of bluffs he has cool. based on this situation and it's not categorical. Mm-hmm. So how, how many bluffs does he need to have in his range for Pertouche to call here? Because I don't want to do it just based on math, but also based on the intense ICM situation right. they're in. Okay, so just the math without the ICM, basically it's like what? He needs like 2.7 bluffs and six value combos. Right, so how how many combos is it worth that it's such a crazy ICM spot? That's a really good question. Yeah. It's it's worth a fair amount. Right. Now let's look at the other side of it, though, from the ICM point of view. Let's say Pratush calls and wins. He is now the overwhelming chip leader. Yeah. He's got 200 blinds when no one – he's just knocked out the other guy who's a threat to him. No one else has more than 50. Yeah, he is an incredible spot to win this tournament now, and if not win the tournament, his equity is monstrous. It was already good; it's just gone up significantly, right? Yeah. So true. So there's that. Now, of course, every chip you get is worth less than than yeah. The, of so, course. So it's not it's not like his equity doubles or anything close no. to that. But still, he it's worth millions. It's probably worth millions of dollars to win this pot if if he calls and is correct. So, but so there's both sides of the ICM. Winning the pot is worth less, less. than losing the pot loses you. No question. Yeah. No question. Also, because if we call and we're wrong as Pertouche, we're going to be the short stack. Yeah. We're going to have 15 blinds. Yeah. <laughs> and that is unbelievably brutal, of course. Yeah, coming from over 100 blinds. Yes. Yeah. Down to 15 at in the biggest tournament you've probably ever played in in your life. In fact, yeah. I'm almost sure it is the biggest tournament. I think he played, played he might have played the 500K when they did the Super Bowl oh, two really? years ago and it was 500K. Okay, well, he, he didn't make the money or getting more yeah. close to it, though. So it's still the biggest spot of his life. Right. Let's say that. Um, man. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do as Pertouche. It's a it sucks to underrep so so crazy like so crazy underrepped. I think that's if I was in Pertouche's shoes, I felt like he was going to call for sure when I was watching it. Although he took 
his full minute time extension before he called. Um, I felt like he just sort of had to call based on the way he played the hand. He sort of demanded that he call. With it, with he sort of also let's be clear. I know we don't have to get too caught up in this, but he's essentially at the very top of his range, right? Queens is, but okay. Yeah. But he's re- almost never going to play queens like this. No, but he's almost never going to play aces. That's like this. true too. No, you're right. That's true. But I think of the two, he's more likely to play queen. He's more likely to play aces than, like this than queens. Also, I agree. There's there's significantly more combos of aces than queens. Uh, yeah. But I hear you. Okay, so fine. It's the, it's the second best hand he can ever have here. Yeah. And he has significantly more combos, at least twice as many combos of that than he does of queens, if not more. Yeah, I think all of this is meaningless, though. I think yeah. the ultimate question is, are there bluffs? Right. And Nick Schulman doesn't believe so. No. I think there's probably not, but just because the situation is so crazy. I think that it's one of those spots where Dan Coleman would laugh and say, of course he's not balanced there. Right. You know? I mean, I think you're right. Now, let's not forget, we did say he might bet kings for value. Now, he's almost never going to have kings. Yeah. But there is that tiny, tiny thing to be aware of that we do beat kings. How many combos of kings does he show up with here? A quarter of a He didn't three-bet Vogel saying, and he didn't four-bet us. Almost yeah. never. Yeah. Almost never. I think that's almost not worth talking about. But if about. he decided to slow play it pre-flop, this is how he play it post-flop. You would think so, yeah. So Unless, there, unless the ICM is so intense that he would check back the river with kings. I doubt he would. I, I doubt he'd it, just too. say, like, you have, a, you have a queen, right? But like, if there's a spot, this is the spot where yeah, he would do it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But at least we can come up with hands that we ace-queen can really call us. Yeah. As opposed to if we have ace queen, we're like, well, what can really call us? Yeah. And we block things that, you know, right. it's not a great spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's, I, I don't know what the verdict is here for me. I, I think the, the, my sense is the general internet consensus is that it's supposed to be a fold, but everybody's results oriented. Everyone, everyone's all over the map on yeah. it, honestly. Okay. Um, a lot of people think it's a clear fold. A lot of people think it's a clear call. Blah, blah, blah. When you can see what happens, people get very good at, you know. Right. So all the people who say it's a clear fold, I just don't think they would think that if they couldn't see the cards. I mean, there's two factors here. The, the, the two factors tugging on this hand are the underrepresentation of Pertusha's hand by his line and the size of the spot that might make it so Schindler has no bluffs. Right. Those are the two factors and it's so hard to to rectify those factors and come to a a good clean decision. It's sort of it's sort of too bad in some ways. If Pertouche had bet the flop, he might have been able to get away from this hand. Yeah, depending Schindler, on how Schindler plays it. If Schindler calls then raises the turn, Pertouche could probably fold. I think he can. Yeah, I think he'll just fold. Um, but it's possible Schindler won't feel like he needs to do that. Although it might go bet bet shove by Pertouche. It might. It could also, though, just go bet call. Schindler's in position, and he can get it in anyway, as long as the bet goes in on every street. He may never race. That's what I'm saying. It he, might go oh. bet, bet, shove by Pertouche. Oh, yeah. Try and get called by the queen. Yeah. Or get, or maybe go bet, bet, check, but bet, bet, check, call, because yeah. you leave the hearts. The hearts are alive. Right? Right. All the bluffs missed. So you're like, go ahead, buddy. It's, like, hard not, it's hard not to go broke unless you decide to fold because Schindler has no bluffs. So you would need to bet and have Schindler decide to raise, and then Pertouche has to decide... I'm going to fold here, even though it's a wet board and there's not much that beats me. Right? Schindler might raise because it's a wet board. Yeah. Yeah. Schindler might feel it's easier to play just yeah. by raising right now. And if Pertouche has aces, it's a tough spot. Yeah. I'm sure Schindler would be happy to take it down at any point. You know, like right. he wants to get value, but like he doesn't want to like get called and then have a heart come off and not know what to do either. Right? I mean, and lose a huge pot. Like this is a huge spot for everybody. Yeah. It's such a tough, tough deal. Pertouche tweeted about it because he, as we know, did call and ultimately went out sixth. He didn't okay. go out seventh, but he did. He went out sixth and was not super happy about that. Not surprisingly, here's his tweet. He said, "Wow, somehow it all went away, and I got to call it back up. Give me a second, please." Classic Levy. It was here. All right, I got it. He said, "Screwed up the biggest moment of my life. Not sure I'm ever going to be able to forgive myself, but appreciate all the well wishes and support." Wow, it's not heartbreaking. I mean, he might be being results oriented there. I mean, but if he thinks he screwed up, that must mean he believes there are no bluffs. Um, yeah, yeah, he must think that there's no bluffs. Like looking back, he's like Schindler's just never going to do it without any bluffs. Yeah. Um, however, Donnie Stern, yeah, responded and said, "Come on, man, folding there would be absurd without a lock physical read," which I kind of agree with, man. That's my thought. Um. But I'm kind of in between there. I'm not. I'm not like 100 percent on board with. You have to call here. I'm not saying you have to, but I think ultimately, if you don't have a physical read and you decide to go check call, check call, it just seems absurd to fold. It's not in a vacuum, though. I know it's a specific. I know. Moment. I know. It's such a tough spot. The thing is, the question we have to ask ourselves as Bertouche is: 
does Jake have the heart to make a big bluff on the river to try and win this pot right now? Is he one of those guys who's like, I don't care. I want to win the tournament. I don't need to, yeah. I don't need to ladder up. Against, he's one of those guys you have to call, right? Yeah, I mean, against Matt Kirk, you have to call. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. He's not a good example. <laughs> but there's, there's other players, too, where maybe it's Tom Dwan. Maybe Tom Dwan's a good example. Yeah. Dwan might just move all in because you know he feels he can. Dwan is a guy who might still be balanced in this spot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's definitely a lot of other players who are tricky. Enough. Maybe Patrick Antonius is a good example, actually. I think you probably have to call on the river. Yeah. Him. These guys, the money, this is a lot of money, but they are used to having playing with a lot of money. Right. Like the extra million dollars doesn't really change their life. It's not, it's not that big deal. They want to win the tournament. Yeah. You know? Maybe Brian Rass is a good example, too. I yeah. mean, Rass is also a guy who could totally be value betting a queen on the river. <laughs> I think it's a quicker call against him. I but, guess it's a question about, yeah, that's the question. Is Schindler one of those guys or one of the people you would expect to be there yeah i mean it's possible maybe what pertouche is supposed to do to make this hand a little easier i don't know if it makes it easier is take the betting lead and i mean maybe you can't get away from it anyway though like if you bet small on the flop because you don't have to bet even 400k you can bet 300k on the flop yeah i guess let's pretend jake calls yeah we bet small on the turn we bet like 600k on the turn okay so now we put in a million we still have 3.7 million left and schindler still has 3.1 million left and there's what a little. There's about three million in the pot. So Schindler, we could bet small on the river, and if Schindler shoves, we could decide to fold. Ugh, I don't like that either. I don't like anything. I don't like any of the. There's just no way to play this well, which is part of the problem. Right. I mean, no. I'm sorry. I actually think he did play it well. Yeah. But the question is, in this spot, is Schindler ever bluffing it? I don't know how we're. We're still in the spot of not knowing. I, th- I don't think we're ever going to be able to come to a conclusion of whether or not calling is right or wrong here. Yeah. I think it's like it's so. It's so up in the air. It could be either. Yeah. I think you can't go wrong either way. Honestly, I don't think I can kill him for calling. I don't think I could have killed him for folding either. I mean, I think I'd be more apt to kill him for folding than for calling just because of the way he played the hand. But I absolutely would not because of the, the situation. Yeah. I think you really have to take that into account. I mean, we killed Rankemeyer. It was it was a million-dollar buy-in tournament for Rankemeyer. We that killed was, him. That was way it was different. different. That was, was way different. different. He only had 15 blinds to start the he hand. He started with. the hand with 15 blinds, <laughs> flatted, called the flop, fold the turn. Oh, God. That was terrible. Very different. What are you doing, Tobias? Yeah. What are you doing? No, I think... That was horrible. I would definitely not kill Produce for folding here if he had folded. Yeah. I mean, that's why you brought up that Dan Coleman anecdote, right? It's because of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, that's right. And they're they're at least somewhat similar spots, even yeah. though they're not the same. But there's some similarity to them. That these are huge money spots, even for these players. And yeah, will can people show up with bluffs? And Dan Coleman thought the answer was no. At least right. with Scott Seaver in that spot. Now he knows Scott, right? So maybe maybe he would say, "I know Jake, and Jake can show up with bluffs." Still, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, I guess that's how we're gonna have to leave it. I guess so. Yeah, but it's a cool hand. It is, isn't it? It's a cool hand for something that in some ways feels sort of standard in some ways. Yeah. Like, set of eights against an overpair. Overpair gives up, loses 100 blinds. Like, okay, like on this board, sure. Like, that's not crazy. Yeah, but we're not robots. We're, no. We're talking about real money here. 300K buy-in. 300K buy-in, huge spot. And I think I go broke here like Produce did. I think I do. And don't feel that weird about it. But maybe you don't. I don't I, know. I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to use at least one of those time extensions. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know what I would do. I wouldn't have called right away. But I think I would have ended up finding a call because I because of what we're talking about the underrepresentation thing would be really hard to get away from. Yeah. And also, like we said, I'm not even losing to seven eight suited anymore. Right. Not that I think he's moving it with seven eight. No. But I'm only losing to sevens and eights. Like that's it of the whole world. I'm losing to that. Like, come on, I call. <laughs> <laughs> the lovey play. Yeah. That's that limit holding background. No, it's just I'm only losing to two hands, man. Yeah, sevens but we eights. did we did the combos and it's kind of similar. Right, but that's okay yeah. for the price we're getting. Of course, well, ICM. again, ICM, yeah. ICM, man. Oh, my God. What a spot. <laughs> All right. Produce. So, Produce still won a million dollars, in fairness to him, but he's, you know, devastated about it. He's this. obviously not very happy. Yeah. Schindler won, you know, 3.6, and they probably made a deal, and he probably won more like four and a half. Yeah. So, that's a big difference. Good on him. Yeah. All right. I guess we're done here. We're done. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave him so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took him on a break, but I'm back to claim the throne.